Blog Talk Radio.
now. Welcome to another edition, Monday night edition of Prayer International Radio. I'm your host, Sean Holmberg, along with Christopher Harzog. And we are here to worship the Father of Heaven and His Son, Jesus Christ. So before we kick it off, um, start and pray. Father, we come boldly to your throne of grace. Holy Spirit, yielding ourselves to you, asking that you would use these next two hours for your glory. Jesus, that you would be glorified in everything that is said. Father, let every word that comes from you bear fruit, Lord. Father, I pray that you would give us wisdom and discernment and help us to be sensitive to your Holy Spirit and anything that you would like to accomplish. For this is not about us, it's about you. Father, I pray for any of those who are listening tonight, regardless of which country they're from, Lord, or where they're at in their relationship with you, Father. I just ask that, Father, by your Holy Spirit, that you would touch them, Father, that you would multiply, increase, and bless them, Father, that you would enlarge the borders of their hearts, Lord, that you would enlarge the borders of their tent, Father, so they could receive an abundance of blessing in their life, Father, Father, by your presence, Lord, through your word. Father, we come to you tonight standing upon your word, Father, trusting that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think, Father. Father, we come to you trusting you to be a rewarder of those who diligently seek you, Father. Lord, you are faithful from generation to generation. You are faithful to us even when we haven't been faithful to you, Lord. And you are faithful to fulfill your word in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I'm going to try again what I tried last night and never got a chance to. Um, and I, at last night I had this whole plan laid out for what I was going to talk about. And I was going to attempt to get into Hebrews chapter 2. And the Holy Spirit had a different plan, and which is fine. Um because we completely yield ourselves to him to do whatever he wants. And we just trust that everything we say is a blessing to the people who are listening and that everything we say will edify and exhort and lift up those people who are listening and above all else, everything we say will magnify the name of Jesus Christ. And, you know, the Bible says um, a man will plan his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. And it says the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. And so I'm trusting the Holy Spirit tonight 
that you would have. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you have complete control tonight. Father, that you would have complete control in our lives and not just ours here at the broadcast, Father, but for everybody who's listening now, those who are listening and will be listening to archives, Lord, that you would have your way, that your will would be done in all of our lives, Jesus, that you would shape us and mold us and create in us a clean heart, Lord, that you would mold us into your image, that by gl- from glory to glory we would be transformed into your image according to your word. Um, the Bible says something I was thinking about earlier today is um, my children forget things a lot and I can tell them things and um, my wife seems to have a lot more patience than I do at times and children have a tendency to forget something almost immediately after you tell them even if you tell them a a million times they still forget um, within a couple of seconds and we as Christians and I don't even know if I necessarily like the word Christians because in today's times that seems to be a name people just throw out there to cover a multitude of beliefs um, and I mean, we're still theoretically called Christians, but I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, and I don't really believe in denominations because in the end of every denomination is Jesus Christ, and he's the cornerstone and the foundation, and, you know, people have different opinions about different things when it comes to dogma and traditions, and but we already know what Jesus thought about most traditions that men had. Um, but some traditions were important and for a very good reason. Um, the problem is when our traditions become more important than the word of God itself and that we hold our traditions higher than we hold the word of God and follow them more because then even our traditions can become idol, idolism. Um, and I define idolism as pretty much anything we place before God himself. And all throughout the Old Testament, um, the Father would establish um, festivals and feasts that were to be done in remembrance of something that the Father had done as a remembrance of God fulfilling his word and of God fulfilling his covenant and then even establishing his covenant. Um, and someday we'll actually get into the Passover and how amazing and intricate that is and as a parallel to the life and death of Jesus. But we read the the Bible and the Word of God over and over again throughout our Christian's lives. But it seems that a lot of times we forget those. We forget what we've read. And so then when the time comes that a situation appears in our life that we really need it, we don't have it because we've forgotten it. And we've, David said, I, your word I've hidden in my heart that I would not sin against you. And 
I have a feeling and that I may offend some people tonight um, by some of the things I say. And if I do, I, I apologize to whatever extent the grace of God will allow me to. Um, and that the, the Bible says that we live under a spirit of grace. But Paul repeatedly over and over again in the New Testament in Corinthians and in Romans and in Galatians um, and some of the other books talked about that we shouldn't take advantage of that grace. Um, he said in Romans, he said, how should we who die to sin anymore live in it? And he said, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he is a, um, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And even in um Second Corinthians, it says, we behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And we take on a new identity in Christ Jesus where, and we take on a new nature when our spirit becomes alive in Christ. Um, the body of sin is dead. And it says, Paul said, reckon yourselves to be dead and indeed is sin, but alive through God. And, you know, we couldn't live one day without the grace of the Father. Um, but there's a line there. Um, and it's not a line that you have to necessarily do this, do this, do this, do this, or don't do this, or don't do this. It's a line of our conscience and a line of the leading of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, there's always people who argue and debate over what Jesus really meant when he said, not one jot or one tittle of the law will pass away. And he said, I have not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. And what you need to realize is, in the Old Testament, there was the law of ordinances that the Father God had given to the children of Israel. But at the same time, it was a law that in the end pointed to our inability to keep the law and us needing to rely on the grace of the Father. And and there there was thousands of them. I mean, literally, I couldn't even, I don't even know all the different laws there were, but there was a lot. Um, pretty much almost a law for everything. And, you know, some of them were specific for those time periods, possibly. Um, and for the situation and the culture at the time. Um, and some things change and some things don't. Um, and... But behind every one of the laws, there was a reason and there was a purpose. It wasn't ever the Father, God, just giving laws to give them. It was because every one of them had a reason, and most of those reasons were for us. And in the long run, they all they all draw us to the Father, and and in the end, they all lead to Jesus Christ and to the need for a Savior, and the fact that we on our own power couldn't fulfill the law and so and the punishment of sin is death and so Jesus Christ came and died on the cross to take away the guilt and the punishment of sin and to make us righteous before the Father 
Um, that being said, Jesus introduced a new law, and not even a new law. He actually took the law and he magnified it in such a way that he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, mind and strength. That it's always been the first law. Um, and then he said, love your neighbors as yourself. And he set a new standard, and it wasn't of following specific guidelines and laws, but it was following the law of the Spirit and being led by the Spirit. Um, Paul said, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. And Paul also said that um, we shouldn't do anything that would cause other people to sin. Um, and so when our law now is a lot different than it was back then because instead of having five million laws or however many it was to follow where if you break one, then you're guilty of breaking all of them. Now our law is even stronger than that in a way because it's the law of grace, but it's also the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And there's no condemnation for those who are, who live according to the Spirit, but we are compelled to not grieve the Holy Spirit and we're compelled to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so, for some people, some things are sin and some things aren't. And that sounds a little bit crazy, but, you know, some people, what the Holy Spirit will tell them and what will the Holy Spirit will lead them in a direction that some things are okay for them and some things aren't. And those same things may not be okay to other people. Um, some people may not be able to listen to certain music and some people can't. Um, but it's all about your relationship with the Father. And it's about literally a magnification of a relationship with the Father where now we're led by the Spirit and we pretty much do whatever we can to be led by Him and to honor him and in our own lives. And it says for us to present our bodies as living sacrifices to the Lord. Um, that being said, um, I'm going to get into Hebrews. And a lot of Hebrews is about not forgetting the law of the Father. Um, because, you know, in the Old Testament, the children of Israel were given a law and they were given things from the Father, like, don't make idols. Worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And the first sign of hardship, they would turn around and make a little cap and say, okay, this is our God now. And <clears throat> we don't do it to that extent. Now we just um, create football teams and stadiums and incredible, incredible buildings and amazing cars and all sorts of things that we worship far more than we worship God. Um, but it says in Ecclesiastes that there's nothing new under the sun and there's no difference between back then and now because men are still men and we still have the ability and the inherent nature at times to forget if we don't constantly put the word of God before us. And just like the children of Israel received one law from the Father and they would forget it, um, we 
who have a greater law in the fact that we have received the gift of the Holy Spirit from the Father and we have been sanctified by grace and we have witnessed that which prophets since the beginning and men and women of God have longed to see and didn't in in these last days the Father has brought forth the Son Jesus Christ and revealed him to us and the mystery of this mystery that God had began before the foundation of the very earth was just revealed 2,000 years ago. And so we are blessed to be living in the times we are living in. With that being said, we still need to be sensitive enough to the Holy Spirit that we realize that we are servants of a king. And there's still a manner in which we ought to conduct ourselves while we're here on the earth as far as being an example. Um, and I say all this to say that some people have the opinion, and you can believe whatever you want, but as far as I believe, um, because we're saved by grace and it's not of ourselves. I mean, it's a, it says in Ephesians, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That being said, Grace and the forgiveness we have through the blood of Jesus Christ is not a license to sin. It doesn't mean we won't sin, because all men sin and fall short of the glory of God. And but John said, if any man sins, he is an advocate with Jesus Christ. Um, but our very nature should compel us to not sin, and our very nature and Christ Jesus should be to turn away from those things that represent the life we once lived when we were living in darkness and didn't know the Father. And, you know, there's people who struggle with various different sins and things. And, you know, when it comes to people who struggle with sins, um, none are different than the other. It's still the blood of Jesus and the anointing of the Holy Spirit that will deliver people from those bondages if they're willing to lay down their lives and give those areas of their lives over to him. But just because we are saved by grace and we live under grace doesn't give us a license to sin, and it definitely doesn't give us a license to condone sin and then tell other people that sin is okay and that we can pretty much do whatever we want and then just turn around and ask Jesus forgiveness because it doesn't work like that. Even Jesus um, said that many will come and before him and say, um, did we not prophesy in your name and do this and do that? And Jesus will say, apart from me, for I never knew you. You workers are lawlessness. Um, and so there's a fine line between grace and living in grace and falling upon the grace of the Lord and the forgiveness we have in Jesus when we make mistakes. But that doesn't mean that we should live as the world does. And then condone those actions that the world approve that the world approves just because we want to prevent ourselves from offending those in the world, and because we want to fill up seats in churches, it doesn't mean that we should sacrifice the Word of God for the popularity that we wish wish to obtain and because you know the Word of God is the Word of God, and when every church building is no more and this world ceases to exist his world 
his word will remain eternal and his word will stay true. And it's the one lasting eternal thing when nothing else is. Even we ourselves are but grass, it says, and someday we'll stand before him and be judged according to our works and receive rewards based on our actions. And it says even our works will be tried as in fire to see why they were really done. And if we're doing things for the right reason or or not, um, and so we should never live our lives or do anything just for the approval of others. For the only person that we really need the approval from is God the Father, and that's it. So that very long um, summary out of the way, um, Hebrews two. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, least we drift away. And, you know, Paul makes it pretty plain, um, because men do drift away. Even Christians, those who serve the Father, those... I've had so many countless friends who've fallen away from the Father, and even at times, I myself have had times where I've just stopped reading my Bible as much and stopped going to church as much, and it would get to the point that it would almost become, it wasn't a habit anymore. It wasn't normal. It became an, a rare occasion. Even in the past times, just to pray it would be something rare because I didn't make it a focus to remember every day who I be, whom I belonged to. And even men, and it, you know, it says in Before the Flood that the world became exceedingly sinful and stopped remembering the Father and which was the very reason that in Exodus um, that God established all the feasts and um, traditions was so that they wouldn't forget the things that the Lord God had done and it says um, in verse 2 for if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward. How shall we escape if we would neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him, God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to his own will. For he being Jesus has not or God has not put the world to come of which we speak in subjection to angels but one testified in a certain place saying what is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you take care of him you have made him a little lower than the angels you have crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands you have put all things in subjection under his feet for in that he put all things and subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him. But now we do not yet see all things put under him, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting for him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. 
For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one. Which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise to you. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here am I and the children whom God has given me. In so much, then, as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had power of death, that is, the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in the things pertaining to God, to make a propitiation for the sins of the people, for in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to aid those who are being tempted. And, you know, it says that Jesus was tempted in every way like we were, but without sin. And because in order to have a true high priest, we needed someone who was like us and who could relate to what we go through. And so while Jesus was on the earth, he experienced life just as we experience it through our eyes. And suffered in the same way that we suffered, um, had the same emotions that we suffered, had the same physical body that we have, which is the same body that he offered up upon the cross for the sins of the world. And, you know, there was a debate, well, there's always been a debate about who really killed Jesus, was it the Romans or the Jews? And, and I may have said this before, but in actuality, it was God who killed Jesus. And some of the terminology that it uses in the Bible isn't that. It says that he that Jesus was delivered up, but it but it there's a terminology in a sense that God poured out His wrath upon Jesus Christ. Um. And and it says it pleased the Father to bruise Him. Um, because through his sacrifice, many would come to salvation and many would be restored to a relationship with the Father. Through the death of one, being Jesus, many would be spared eternal death. And just for the, and for any who would call upon him and any who would trust in him and any who would accept him and So, um, you know, it's funny. Um, Jesus, it says that Jesus was, it says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And throughout the Bible, it speaks of Jesus, and it says that all things were made through him, and without no, without him, nothing was made that was made. And Jesus Christ was in the beginning with the Father, all of creation was made through him. And he had the eternal power and the eternal Godhead and the eternal presence and God in every way. And he left that 
to be born as a man. And none of us will ever possibly know or be able to comprehend what that entails or what that really means. I mean, we we know what it means as far as Jesus was born of a virgin. And, but what it really took for God to, for Jesus to leave his place next to the Father and come down and take the frail form of a human in order that he may suffer and experience life that we experience it and be tempted like we were tempted so that he could be a faithful and just high priest. And this same Jesus who from eternity always enjoyed the relationship of his father. Even in the New Testament, he constantly spoke of his relationship with the father and he said that he does nothing unless he saw his father his father do it. And he said nothing on his own, but he only said what the father told him. And he would always spend long nights with the father in a relationship with him, seeking the heart and the and the counsel of the father. And so he had a constant awareness of his relationship with God. Even even before he raised Lazarus from the dead, he said, Father, I know you hear me, but it's for these that... And he pretty much said that everything he, he prayed out loud was, wasn't for him because he knew the Father heard him, but it was for those listening that they may believe that the Father sent Jesus. But if you think about it this way, Jesus is on the cross and he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And there's a lot of different people's opinions about what that means and what he really meant when he said that. But here's my opinion. God, being God, being pure and holy in a consuming fire. You know, the Bible says that man shall not see the face of God and live. And the reason is because the very nature of sin that dwells in our mortal bodies would be consumed in the presence of a holy God who we can't even comprehend, someone we can't wrap our minds around the very nature and countenance of God. And so God, who can't, not by choice, but because of the very essence of his nature, be in the same presence as sin, was forced to expel Adam and Eve from the garden, even after forgiving them and clothing them and making a proclamation because he covered him with fig leaves um, to demonstrate in the foundation of a covering and of a sacrifice 
because there was an animal that was sacrificed to create the clothing that God clothed Adam and Eve with so they wouldn't know that so they to cover up their nakedness and the shame and more to cover up the shame than the actual nakedness what this animal was sacrificed and innocent blood was shed just like with Jesus to cover our sins but not with just the blood of an animal it says later in Hebrew it says in, it says later it says that for the blood of bulls and goats could never completely take away sin but Jesus is on the cross and having completed what the father pretty much completing almost what the father had sent him to do from the foundation of the earth which was to offer himself as a pure and spotless lamb to the Father on behalf of the sins of creation. There is this moment, and this is all just my opinion, but there is this moment where, you know, I'm going to back up. In the Garden of Eden, it says that he kept praying and even having like drops of blood come down and he's travailing in his spirit for what he's about to do. It says that in the Bible it says despising the shame he endured the cross. This is for the joy that was set before him. He endured the shame despising. I mean he endured the cross despising the shame. Because I think he knew what was going to happen and it wasn't just that he was going to hang on a cross but it was while he was on that cross God took all the sins and Jesus literally became sin he became the representation of our sin and God took the judgment that was deserved by every person who ever lived. And the first thing God did was turn around and not look at Jesus. And that may seem strange to you that I say that. But God who cannot look at sin because of his presence for the first time there's a wall of separation between Jesus and his father which is sin and Jesus who had never experienced any separation from his father became the very separation that had prevented us from coming to God. And so Jesus cried out, Why have you forsaken me? Because at that moment, the relationship between him and the Father at that second was temporarily blocked. 
And then God took all his wrath and all the judgment and poured it upon one man. All of it. From the first sin to the last. And placed it all upon Jesus. And crucified him on that cross. And I don't think any of us will ever be able to really comprehend what took place on that day. I don't think we could, I don't even know if we would want to. It's amazing to know what happened generally. And knowing that Jesus died for our sins. Knowing that we have an advocate and a Redeemer, and a Savior who took our sins and took our place and took the punishment we deserved so that we may stand before God clothed in white and be declared righteous through Christ Jesus that our sins are washed away that we are no longer bound to live in those sins, no longer held in bondage, no longer held in chains, and to be given the freedom to walk in a new life. And I don't think that the actual specifics of what really happened we may ever know. But it was done because it was the only thing that could be done. Because God, you know, David said, what is man that you are mindful of him? And, you know, I saw this video called Indescribable that talks about our place in the universe on the earth and how insignificantly small the universe is. Or not the universe, but the earth is. And that we're just a pin drop on this little earth compared to the other bodies, the other planets and solar systems and stars. So small and seemingly insignificant. And God who created everything by the word of his mouth, still as small as we are, came and took our small and tiny shape. that may he may deliver us, that may he may restore a relationship with God the Father. That we through him may stand 
and sing the song of the redeemed. And we should never forget what was done on that cross.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number tonight is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for absolutely anything, please give us a call. We also have a chat room open if you need to get in there. And um, if you don't have access to a telephone, our email address is prayerinternational at gmail.com and we will get to your prayers. And so we're going to start getting into a little bit of prayer right now. Um, Father, thank you for your blood, Jesus. Father, thank for you for your word that declares that if any two or more of us are gathered, that you are there in the midst. And thank you that your word declares that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Your word declares that if we ask anything according to your name, you would do it. Your word declares that if we know you, that you hear us, then we know that we have those things that we ask. You declared if we would just have the faith of a mustard seed, we would say to a mountain to be removed, and it would be. Your word declares that by your stripes we are healed. So, Father, we come standing upon your word. If anybody is listening, if you need prayer for anything, if you need healing for anything, then place your hand on whatever part of your body that's um, sick, and we're going to trust the Father to heal you through the blood of Jesus, through the Holy Spirit. And it's not the words and or anything else. It's the power of God. And it's all about him. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, we join our faith with those in the listening audience. Father, declaring your word is true. And so, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command and speak complete and total healing over every affliction, over every injury, Father. Right now, Jesus, that you would restore every organ to its proper function. Father, that you would remove every disease, every sickness in the name of Jesus. Father, that you would heal every broken bone, Father. Father, remove every affliction. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you. And we know you hear us, Father, and we know that you are faithful to fulfill your word. And so, Father, thank you for your your presence. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Jesus, thank you for your blood. Father, thank you for being glorified. Father, complete and total healing. 
over every person listening, Father. Father, complete and total healing over Linda, who is in the hospital and is on dialysis. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Jesus, I thank you for your blood. And I rebuke the spirit of sickness and I rebuke the spirit of death in the name of Jesus Christ. And I command that you must go. Father, according to your word, I ask for complete deliverance. Father, that you would heal every organ, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we speak life. We speak life in the name of Jesus Christ. Declaring that you will live and not die. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, and we pray for those who can't even listen to the show tonight, Father. Father, from one corner of this earth to the other. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back for some more prayer. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. Actually, um, we have one more prayer request. And I just saw it on um, my screen And it is for one of our listeners in the chat room who needs a restoration miracle in her life between her and her daughter for her daughter and for their daughter's salvation. I'm not sure if it's a he or she, but sorry about that. Um, Father, you are a God of reconciliation. And you are a God of restoration. Your word declares that you turn the hearts of kings. So, Father, we speak life into this relationship, Father. We speak unity, Father. Lord, that you would break away every division, every barrier in this relationship, Father, and you would cause your presence to fill this relationship, Father. Father, and for her daughter, for the salvation of the daughter, Lord. <laughs> Father, your word declares that you are not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, Father. And so, Father, I ask in your name that you would cause laborers to enter into her life. Father, Holy Spirit, you said that the goodness of God leads men to repentance, Father, so I pray. And we come into agreement, Father, asking that you would turn our heart towards you, Father, that you would remove the blinders from our eyes, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, that you would remove every distracting voice right now in the name of Jesus, Father. 
every spirit of the enemy that would distract her from hearing your voice. Leave and go right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, remove every hindrance, remove every barrier that would prevent her from coming to know you. Father, and we thank you that it is not your will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Father, and if if it was for just her, you would have still sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for her. And your word declares that even if even one sheep goes astray, that you would go looking for that one sheep, and when you found it, you'd rejoice. So, Father, we thank you for her salvation. Your word declares that we and our household shall be saved. Father, so we stand in faith believing for her salvation, Lord. Rejoicing in your word, Father. Rejoicing in your faithfulness from generation to generation. And I ask that you would be glorified in her life, Father. Holy Spirit, that you would fill her with your presence. Thank you, Jesus.
Well, praise God. This is Prayer International Radio and another edition of Face to Face. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'm picking up the second half of the broadcast where Sean Holmberg uh, started. Basically, he was in the book of Hebrews tonight and just sharing his heart, uh, sharing the word of the Lord, uh, leading, you know, the, the songs and just really just I know he's connecting with a few of you in the chat room tonight. We're just so thankful for the new people in the chat room. God bless you guys in the chat. Uh, God bless you girls in the chat, everybody that's in there. Uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you for participating. And, you know, we're just glad that we're making an influence. We're making an impact and we're making a difference for the cause of Jesus Christ. You know, uh, that's what we're all about here at Prayer International. You know, the Lord put in our hearts just about four months ago to raise up a a call to pray, a call to pray for the nations, and we started doing that on a website, and that's transitioned into Blog Talk Radio for about the last 45 days, I guess, and praise God, you know, we know that we're touching the hearts of men and women and teenagers all over the place, Uh, we're getting responses back from Facebook and from Blog Talk Radio and on our website and just different places. And we're just thankful that God is faithful. God is a faithful God. And, you know, we're not taking credit for anything that's going on here. You know, Sean will tell you and I'll tell you that, you know, apart from Christ, there's nothing happening on the show. Apart from what the Holy Spirit is doing in the hearts of men and women, there's really not a lot happening here. And, you know, we are being faithful to pray we're being faithful to connect and to fellowship. The Bible says to forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. And, you know, of course, we have local churches we attend. And my wife and I help uh, lead uh, and, and co-pastor, whatever you want to call it. But we're, we're part of a prayer team and a prayer pastorship at a, a church in Rockwell, Texas, uh, called Citywide Harvest Church. You know, we, we are all about the local church and connecting in. But, you know... There's times when you have to reach out of the four walls. But there's times when you have to get out of the box. And, you know, the Lord put it in our hearts to raise up a media stream, a portal of prayer, a portal of prophecy, a portal where we can proclaim the word of God, proclaim the truth of the word of God. And so we are doing that. And, you know, God is being faithful to touch people. We're having reports of healings and Spouses coming home and people getting off drugs and alcohol and people's lives are being touched. And, you know, we're just thankful for that. We're thankful that God is touching people. So praise God. Praise God. Well, let's get into some prayer and then we will get into a a little bit of a word and have some worship and just get into his presence and just, See what God does tonight. Again, we want to thank you guys. If you're in the chat room, listen, if you need some fellowship, need some prayer, need to connect in, there are blog talk ministers, blog talk radio people, and uh, as well as listeners and prayer warriors in the chat room. And they filter in and out throughout the night. Um, You never know how many or how few are going to be in there, but we just encourage you to log in and check out the chat room, or you can call in at 619 638 
Of course, our phone lines are open, and you can uh, reach us on the website, www.prayerinternational.org. Of course, if you want to email prayer requests or comments, concerns, if you have words from the Lord or want to pray for us or share with us or have some deeper prayer needs that you can't get into uh, in the chat room or can't get into over the phone, then feel free to leave that at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Well, praise God. Look, let's shift gears here and let's go into a time of prayer. Let's go into a time of worship and just see what the Lord has for us. We're so thankful that the Spirit of God is here. You know, the Bible says when two or more are gathered in His name, that He is in our midst. And the Word of God declares if two of us agree on anything, asking anything according to the will of God, according to the will of the Father, it'll be done. And as we agree in prayer, as we agree for not only our lives and our families here at Prayer International, you know, I know Sean and I make a point to lift up our families, lift up our, our wives and, and his children and, and our extended families under the Lord, but we also want to lift up our spiritual family and those of you that are praying and believing for your families. We want to be here for you. And so I'm going to say a quick prayer. I know Sean closed this out, but I want to open this up and give the Holy Spirit time to work tonight. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your presence tonight that is with us. And, Father, you are an ever-present help in time of need, that your Holy Spirit is going before us, that your Holy Spirit's presence is surrounding your people tonight, just like the mountains surround Jerusalem, Father. And, Lord, we lift up those in the chat room and those on Facebook and those on Blog Talk Radio in our website and anyone that can't even hear us tonight. We want to lift them up in the name of Jesus. And we just want to ask, Father, that you would touch them by the power of your Holy Spirit, touch them in their bodies, touch them in their minds, touch them in their spirits. Father, we know you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, Father, we're asking your kingdom come and your will be done, Father. Just as it is in heaven, Father, we declare let it be in the earth tonight where everyone is, whether they're at their homes, they're in their cars, they're at their computer in their office, maybe it's live or it's archived later, they're listening. It doesn't matter. There's no distance in prayer, Father. So Holy Spirit, touch them where they're at. We pray the fire and the presence of God, the peace and the passion for Christ, would come over them, Lord, and that you would put a passion for you and a compassion for people in their hearts. We just thank you, Father, that you're with us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. I just want to open up in that time of prayer. You know, God is good. Today is April 11, 2011. And, you know, I want to open it up in a song. Last night I got into about five songs. I just kind of took it and ripped through the song. But tonight I want to do some of the same. I want to read the Word of God, and we're going to pray and see what the Lord says. You know, Sean will tell you, we don't really prepare on this show. And, and you quite scratch your head and say, well, what does that mean? Well, we pray daily. We read the Word of God daily, and we get in God's presence daily. But there's no formula or pattern to it, really. We don't sit around and say, okay, on Tuesday night or Monday night, we're going to talk about faith, or we're going to talk about the armor of God, or we're going to talk about the love of God. We don't, we don't do that. 
we just get in there and we ask the Holy Spirit and ask the Lord to fill our mouths and we just, just figure, hey, whatever people need to hear where you're at, the Holy Spirit will direct our words. You know, the Bible says you don't have to worry about what you're going to say when you're brought before great men or when you're going to speak or when you have to answer to a judge or anybody. Don't worry about what you're going to say because the Holy Spirit will put the words in your mouth. You have the same spirit. If you're a believer tonight, if you're in Christ, if you're born of the Spirit and the Spirit of Christ dwells inside of you, listen, the Bible says the same spirit, not one like it, but the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells inside of you. Praise God. Just want to encourage you that you can go forward in the power of the Holy Spirit you can go forward in the things of God because God is for you. He is with you. He is in you to will to do of his good pleasure. And if God be for you, no one can be against you. So we want to encourage you tonight. Praise God. Let's get into Psalm 11. Today is the 11th. I want to read the 11th Psalm. You know, my wife and I, we make a habit of reading the Psalms daily, usually we take, you know, at least one. Sometimes we take five a day and try to get through the book of Psalms in a month. Uh, sometimes we just take a proverb and a psalm that corresponds with the day of the year or the day of the month, rather. You know, or whatever the Lord says, there's no real formula to it, but we like to have some consistency. And, you know, lately we've been talking about the weapons of warfare, that we have a weapon of praise, Praise is a powerful weapon. That worship is, is a weapon that we can use against the enemy. And so with that being said, I want to continue. Every time we get together here, I want to lift up a psalm, you know, so that we can go through the Word of God and, and just see where that fits in. But let's read Psalm 11 and see what the Lord does. Psalm 11 was a psalm that was written by David, and he wrote this for the chief musicians to play. And so verse 1 says, In the Lord, in the Lord put I my trust. How do you say to myself, flee as a bird to your mountain? How do you say to my soul, flee as a bird? He's talking to his soul. For lo, the wicked bend their bow and make ready their arrow to shoot their string. They may privily shoot at the upright in heart if the foundations be destroyed. What can the righteous do? Now let's back up for a minute. Verse 1 says, In the Lord put I my trust. How say to myself, Flee as a bird to your mountain. You know, is there ever that time in your life where you just want to fly away? You just want to get away from it all. You wish you could just be like a bird and spread your wings and fly so far away from the things that you're dealing with, far away from the people around you, far away from the circumstances, far away from the things that have got you distracted or bound up or discouraged. Sometimes we, we feel like that on the inside. David felt like that. As he thought about, hey, the wicked are sitting there. Verse 2 says they, they're making their, their bow and arrow ready to shoot me. They like to shoot at the upright. David says, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Very important question that you should ask in your life. If the foundations, if there's no foundation in your life, or if the things that you've built your life on, that foundation that you built your life on, is destroyable, shakable, sinkable, 
then you do not have a sure foundation. You need a solid, unshakable, unsinkable, undestructible foundation. And that foundation, the Bible says, there's only one foundation that any man can lay. That foundation is Jesus Christ. And that foundation is not only being a hearer of the word, but being a doer of the word. And that's your foundation, being a doer of the word of God. And having an understanding of who he is. And what exactly he is calling you to. So praise God. You'll notice uh, when I'm on here, my chat will kind of slow down a little bit. I'll, I'll get back and forth with some of that. But I just want to let you guys know that. Look, this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. And I am picking up the, the last, we got about 40 minutes left on the show. Of course, feel free to get in the chat room. We've got our website information and email information posted up. Feel free to leave your info if you want a, an email or a call back or need some, some ministry or need some counseling, need some prayer, whatever the case is. Feel free to leave your information and we will touch base with you and have our intercessors pray. Yes, Prayer International Radio, the call in number is 619-638-8458. We're going through Psalm 11. If you need prayer, you can send in your prayer request at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Praise God. So we're in verse 4. Psalm 11, verse 4. The Lord is in His holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. Let me tell you something. The Lord's in His holy temple, and the Lord's throne is in heaven. But listen, the Bible says, that God is also enthroned, the Spirit of God that runs throughout the earth is enthroned on our praises. He dwells in the midst of, uh, he inhabits the praise of his people. So remember that. The Lord, his throne is in heaven, his eyes behold, his eyelids try the children of men. The Lord is looking. The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked and those that love violence. It's all eight. Upon the wicked he shall rain snares and fire and brimstone and horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup. For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness, and his countenance death behold the upright. Praise God. If the foundations are destroyed in your life, what can you do? It's important to have a sure, solid foundation in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord's throne is in heaven. See, God... When Jesus prayed, he said, Our Father which art in heaven, it's important to know where your help comes from. Is your help coming from the Lord, the maker of the heaven and earth? Is your help coming from heaven? Are you looking on high today for your help? Trusting the only one that can help you. The Bible says the Lord tries. The Lord's looking on the children of men, trying the righteous, checking the wicked, Turning away from those that love violence and love to do wrong, he, he actually raised snares, fire, and brimstone, the horrible tempest. But the Lord loves the righteous. Is he in Christ? We're in his righteousness. We have received his righteousness. He is our righteousness. The blood of Jesus Christ. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. The blood of Jesus has been our, our payment, our ransom. Praise God. So that was Psalm 11. Let's 
go over to Psalm 41. I want to read Psalm 41. Let's see where we're at. Blessed is he that considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. Do you consider the poor? Do you consider those that are less fortunate? Gee, this is something that that we as Christians need to really uh, make ourselves aware of. God wants us to meet the practical needs of people, to be there, to help people. You know, even in the book of James, it said, how can you go by and see your brother in need and say, well, God bless you, but you don't do anything to help him. Now, I'm not saying you can go help every single person out there, because God knows we already have so much resources and sources. Uh, ourselves. But if the Lord puts it in your heart, if the Holy Spirit is leading you to do something for someone, or there's just an obvious situation where where you know you should intervene. The Bible says that him who knows what to do is right and doesn't do it, it's sin. But follow your heart. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive and he shall be blessed upon the earth. You will not deliver him unto the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him upon a bed of languishing. And that will make all his bed in his sickness. I said, Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against him. My enemies speak evil of me. When shall he die and his name perish? And if he come to see me, he speaks vanity. His heart gathers iniquity to itself. When he goes abroad, he talks. All that hate me whisper together against me, against me, do they despise my heart. You ever feel like everybody is against you? Here David was saying, look, people have sinned against me, my enemies have talked evil of me. They come to speak vanity, they've gathered iniquity, they talk about me, they whisper against me, they divide my heart. Verse 8, an evil disease, say they, quit fastened to him, and now that he laughs, he shall rise up no more. Verse 9, my own familiar friend, whom I have trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up to heal against me. But thou, O Lord, be merciful to me, and raise me up, that I may exploit them. By this I know that thou favorest me, because my enemy does not triumph over me. Do you want to be an overcomer? Do you want to be a conqueror and not let your enemy triumph over you? Then by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. By this I know, the psalmist said, that you favor me because my enemy does not triumph over me. And as for me, you uphold me in my integrity. You set me before your face forever. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel for everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. Praise God, I just feel like reading some songs tonight. Praise the Lord. The Prayer International Radio, if you want to call in 619-638-8458, feel free to go to the phone. Feel free to get in the chat room. We've got a few people in there right now. God bless you. So, yeah, so Psalm 71. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. He constantly, if you, if you follow these psalms, on every 30 psalms, 
stick a thumb and then count 30 and read another one. They flow together. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. Deliver me in thy righteousness and cause me to escape. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be thou my strong habitation, where I may continually resort. You have given commandment to save me, for thou art my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the hand of the unrighteous and the cruel man. For thou art my hope, O Lord God, thou art my trust from my youth. By thee I have holden from the womb. Thou art he that took me out of my mother's bowels. Praise, my praise shall be continually of thee. I am as a wonder unto many. But thou art my strong refuge. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all the day. Can you say that? I am a wonder unto many. But thou art my strong refuge. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all the day. Do you let your mouth be filled with the praise and the honor of God all day? Do you let your mouth be filled with the praise and the honor of God all day? Do you take refuge in God and honor him as your refuge? The psalmist said, cast me not off in the time of old age. And forsake me not when my strength fails. My enemies speak against me. They that lay wait for my soul, they counsel together. They say, God has forsaken him, persecuted, take him. For there is none to deliver him. O God, be not far from me. O my God, make haste to help me. Let them be confounded and conceived that are my adversaries to my soul. Let them be covered with the reproach and dishonor that seek my heart. But I will hope continually, and I will yet praise thee more and more. My mouth shall show forth thy righteousness and thy salvation all the day. For I know not the numbers thereof. I will go in thy strength. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of your righteousness, even of mine own. Even of thine only. O God, thou hast taught me from my youth, and hereto have I declared thy wondrous works. The Bible says if you train up a child in the way they should go, you'll lay foundation in their life when they're young, when they're old, they'll not depart from it. And here David was saying, Look, I was learning from my youth. I declared your wonderful works. Now I'm old and gray-headed. Verse 18, O God, forsake me not, till I have showed your strength unto this generation and thy power to everyone that is to come. Are you at a place with God in your life where you can show the strength of God to the generation that's coming up? Can you show and reveal the power of God that's real, that's a reality in your life, and the reality as a reality to the lives of others? Can you share the Jesus you know that has been there for you, that has delivered you from the snare of the fowler and from the noise of pestilence. Can you share the Jesus that you know that's delivered you from the pains of hell, delivered you from the spirit of infirmity and sickness and disease? Can you share the Jesus that you know that's more than just a history book, more than just a story? Do you know that God is for you? Do you know he's for you? Do you say, I know that God is for me? Nothing could be against me. Can you say that today like the story? Can you say it today with confidence? He says, I will go in your strength. I will make mention of your righteousness. Oh God, you have taught me from my teeth. 
It says, Thou, verse 20, which thou hast showed me great and sore trouble, shall quicken me again, to bring me up from the depths of the earth. Thou shalt increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. You realize if you're a child of the Most High God, He wants to increase you. He wants to make your name great. If you make His name great, He'll make your name great. And He wants to increase you. He wants you to rise, grow, and increase. Praise God. Verse 22, I will also praise thee with the psaltery, even thy truth, O God, O my God. Unto thee will I sing with the harp, Holy One of Israel. My lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing to thee, and my soul with silence redeemed. My tongue shall talk of your righteousness all the day long, for they are confounded, for they are brought unto shame that seek my hand. Praise God. God is for you, and if God is for you, no one can be against you. If God is on your side, you don't have to fear. See, God says you're more than a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. There's victory. There's victory in Jesus. There's victory in the Lord. And you can stand and declare with God all things are possible, and there's nothing too hard for the Lord. If you're in Christ, you can do all things because he strengthens you, but realize apart from Christ, you'll never do a thing. If you're in Christ, then the Lord will be your light and your salvation, and you'll have to fear no one, because the word will be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path, and if you commit and trust in the Lord with all your heart, if you lean on under your own understanding, if you acknowledge him in all your ways, he will direct your path, he'll light your path. The word of the Lord is clear, giving insight to life. It's clear, giving insight and giving you knowledge. So you need to realize you are more than a conqueror. Through Jesus Christ, you've got authority to defeat the enemy. Nothing will hurt you. Jesus said so in the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 19. The book of 1 John tells you that he that's in you is greater than he that's in the world. The Lord will deliver you. And you can give God thanks. You can give him praise. You can give him glory because he always leads you into victory, always leading you into triumph. Because no weapon formed or fashioned against you is going to prosper. No tongue that rises up against you. God says, I condemn them. I will deliver you. Because the earth is going to be filled with God's glory. So be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the power of his might. Let his glory, let his power, let his might strengthen you today. The Lord is your refuge and your strength. He's a present help in time of need, in time of trouble. Whatever you have need of, you can call on him today because there's victory in the Lord. And if the Lord's on your side, you do not have to be afraid. You do not have to fear. Proverbs 18 says, The name of the Lord is a strong power. The righteous can run to it. You can run to the Lord and be safe today. You can run to the Lord and, and be healed. He's your Jehovah Rophi, your healer today. You can run to the Lord and receive healing. All things are possible if you believe. All things are possible if you believe. 
Jesus can heal every sickness and disease. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's the Lord that heals. It's the Spirit of Christ. It's the Word of God going forward. The Bible says the Lord confirms His Word with signs following. He sends forth His Word to heal. The Lord even said in Matthew 10, verse 20, gives power to heal all kinds of sickness and disease. He said you can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. If you believe. If you pray the prayer of faith, the prayer of faith, faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise them up. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. If you pray effectively, if you use the word of God and begin to pray effectively, it will bear fruit. You need to begin. Agree in prayer. Agree that it will be done. Agree by instructions you. Jesus took your infirmities and bore your sicknesses. Isaiah 53 says, by instructions you are healed. So just receive healing. Receive the truth of the word. Look, your world will be framed by the words that you choose to believe. Whoever you choose to believe, that's what your future is going to be determined by. You can either believe man's report or believe the report of the Lord. You can believe the doctor's report or you can believe the Lord's report that says healed. You can believe the creditor's report that says you're in debt. Or you can believe the Lord that says, I will supply all your needs according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Who do you choose to believe? Who are you choosing to believe? The word of the Lord endures forever. The word of the Lord is clear. It gives you insight into life. It doesn't return void, but it accomplishes what it's purpose to do. All scripture, all word is inspired by God. These scriptures were written for your learning that you'd have hope. They're all profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction. God's words are spirit and life. If you'll get them into your spirit, they'll bring life. But let me tell you something. The word of the Lord stands forever. The earth and everything in it will pass away. But God's word will never pass away. The grass wither, the flower will fade. God's word will stand forever. And realize the worlds were framed by this word. You need to hide the word of God in your heart so you learn not to sin against it. You need to begin to hide the word of God in your heart because as you think in your heart, so you will be. You need to begin to meditate on the word of the Lord and let your delight be in the law of God. Meditate day and night. And do all according to this word and you will be prosperous and have good success, the Bible says. Praise God. Just glad we got people coming in. Just glad. We just want to bless everybody in the chat room right now. It looks like we've got BJ McCoy. We've got a guest, 49840. Cheryl with JC Overcomers. We've got Kiva Renee in there. Hey, God bless you tonight in the chat room. Bless you. If you're on Blog Talk Radio listening or if you're a minister on Blog Talk Radio, we just bless you. We continue. We lift you up and pray for you. But we're talking about the Word of God. You've got to get the Word of God in your mouth. The two-edged sword in your hand. You've got to get the praises of God in your mouth because you will take on the, the garment of praise if, you, if you're heavy. 
If you're depressed, if you're oppressed, if you're beaten down and weighed down, the Bible says to put on the garment of praise to overcome the spirit of heaviness. And that you'll overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. So get the word of God in your mouth and begin to declare it, confess it, and believe it. According to your faith, be it unto you, the Bible says. Praise God. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. Coming out to you about the last 20 minutes of the program, we are going to take a praise break. We're going to go into about five minutes or so of praise. And just allow this word to sink in. We're going to get back into the word and then go into a time of prayer. Just know that we are here for you. If you need to call in, 619-638-8458. Of course, we are here uh, to be your spiritual family. Whatever we can do, prayer, counseling. We've got uh, teachings and some videos, some different uh, resources on our website, www.prayerinternational.org. Of course, you can reach us by email. And so, praise God. We are just worshiping the Lord tonight. And uh, we've been in Psalm 11, Psalm 41, 71. And we'll probably get into some New Testament here in a minute. Praise God. And all who are thirsty, and all who are thirsty, and all who are weak, come to the fountain, and if you are
Praise God, we're back. This is Prayer International Radio. This is Face to Face. My name is Chris Herzog, and um, wrapping up the last 10 minutes of the show, we just wanted to just get into a time of worship. You know, we are big on His presence here at Prayer International. We love the presence of God. We love just to experience and encounter the Holy Spirit on the show through the worship, through the prayer. You know, the Bible says that God will confirm His word with signs following, and 
that he will confirm his word when it's preached. And we know that he answers and he backs up his word. That the glory of God is our rear guard. Rear guard. God's got your back. That's that's the way we can break it down and put it in layman's terms. God's got your back. The glory of God will be your rear guard. And let me tell you something. She is for you today, and if he be for you, no one can be against you. Right now, we're just thankful for the cross. We're thankful for the blood of Jesus, and we want you to know, you know, we preach hard here at Prayer International. We tell the truth. You know, the word of God, uh, from cover to cover, we'd like to get into the Old and the New Testament, get into the Psalms, the Proverbs, get into the, you know, the, the history of the Bible, get into the prophetic books. We like to also get into the, the minor and the major prophets, you know, as well as the Gospels, Book of Acts, the Epistles, the Book of Revelation. You'll hear it all. We go through it. We get into it. We'll take the whole chapters, pick them apart. Listen, why? The Bible says to rightly divide the word, that to study to show yourself approved, that all scripture is profitable for doctrine, for correction, reproof, instruction, and that the word of God is a two-edged sword that pierces and judges the thoughts and the intents of the heart. It separates the spirit from the soul. It will tell you, it will show you flesh from spirit. It will it will divide and it will begin to reflect. It will begin to be like a mirror in your life and show you. As you begin to look into the word of God, it will begin to reveal who you are. It begin to not only reveal who he is, but see, as you behold him, you're changed. You'll hear me say this a lot. The Bible says, Jesus came to the Pharisees and said, Look, you search the scriptures because you think in them you have eternal life. But it's me that they testify of. And I'll say this, and I'll always say this. Look, we love the word of God. We believe it is the inerrant truth of God. It is the words of God, the word of God. It was inspired by the Holy Spirit, written by men, but inspired by the Holy Spirit. And then God has preserved his word for thousands of years. We thank God for the Old and the New Testament. But listen, if the Bible, the Scripture, and all the religious, whatever you're doing, is not leading you into an encounter with God, is not leading you into an encounter with Jesus Christ, is not leading you into an encounter with the Holy Spirit of God, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the one that wrote the Bible, the one that that causes men and women to be birthed and born again by his spirit. And the one that brings them into the eternal place of glory in heaven. Listen, if your experiences do not bring you into an encounter with the Holy Spirit, you've been duped. If your experiences do not lead you into the character and the reality of Jesus Christ, then you've been duped by religion. Look, the traditions of men have made the word of God of none effect. Listen, Jesus said, you honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. That you can have your feast days and your Sabbath moons and all of your worship, all of your feasts and all of your things. But listen, let's read what Psalm 51 says real quick. All right, let's let's get into this. Just real fast, real fast, real fast, real fast. Psalm 51 says, praise God. He says this. Uh, 
Okay, here we go. Verse uh, 15, 16, 17, 18. O Lord, this is Psalm 51. Open thou my lips, and my mouth will show forth your praise. You desire not sacrifice, else I would give it. And you delight not in burnt offering, but the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, and a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Let's just skip down to verse 19. Then shall thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offerings, and whole bull offerings, then shalt thou offer bullets upon the altar. What is he saying? Look, it doesn't matter. You can do all the, the religious hoopla you want. You can do whatever you want. But listen, if it's not from a pure heart, God, the Spirit of God is running to and fro throughout the earth looking for hearts that are fully His. God's looking for hearts that are His. God's looking for people that are honor Him with their hearts, not just their lips. God's looking for people that will be dancing and raising their hands up on the inside, not just on the out. I mean, you can dance and shout and scream and pray loud and make a big hoopla in church. But look, if it's not your heart, if it's not the reality of your heart, if you're just being a modern-day Pharisee, a religious hypocrite, it's not moving God. If If it's not sincere, it's not moving God. If it's not moving you, if your worship and your praise and your prayer and your... Your sacrifice to God is not moving you. If it's not a sacrifice to you, it's probably not moving God. Now, granted, there's only one sacrifice that moved God, and that was the sacrifice of his son. But what I'm saying is this. Jesus said, your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, for this is your reasonable service. You have to honor God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Honor him with your lips. Honor him with your mind, but the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart be pleasing and acceptable in his sight. Okay, so get the word in your heart. Honor him with your heart. Honor him with, with your lips. Make sure it lines up with what's going on on the inside. The Bible says, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. So hide this word in your heart so you don't sin against it. Commit your body, your mind, and your spirit to God. Begin to walk and ask God to help you and produce godly character in your life. And as you behold him, as you're in his presence, you'll be changed. Let me pray for you real quick. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. Another edition of Face to Face. If you ever need to call in, 619-638-8458 or prayerinternational at gmail.com. Hey, I am going to say this real quick. Look, if you guys have uh, ministries, radio shows, whatever, I know Patriot, Greg, and Cheryl, and some of you guys are in there tonight. Hey, send your info to us. Send us your info, either in the chat room or email us. We've got our email stuff up. Uh, prayerinternational at gmail.com. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and put it up there for you guys. Look, we want to stay in touch, okay? So... Put it up there. Look, let's pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we reach out to our Blog Talk Radio family and our listening audience, those that are listening around this nation and the nations of the world. Father, right now we pray for America. We ask your blessings upon America and the people in it, its leaders and our president, Barack Obama. Lord, bless these men. Bless these women. 
We ask the people in our nation turn their hearts to Jesus Christ. Turn their hearts to the truth of the word. And Father, right now we just ask, Lord God, bless every man and woman and, and child that's listening on the show. We ask that you bless every family, bless every marriage. Lord, bless those that are seeking relationships. Lord, give them godly wisdom. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, that you're touching people by the power of the Holy Spirit, healing them in their bodies, touching them in their minds. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is Lord. There's one way to heaven. There's one mediator between God and man, the man Jesus Christ. It's not by works of righteousness, lest you should boast, but it's by the blood of Jesus. God paid for you. He purchased you with the blood of the Son. You're not your own. You're bought with a price. If you're in Christ today, you're bought with a price, and you're not your own. You're His. So in the name of Jesus, we say be free, go in peace, be healed, be abundant and prosperous, and be ready to give an account of the hope that you have in Jesus Christ. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and we will be back tomorrow night. God bless you.